The week that I was diagnosed was probably the most difficult, not physically, but emotionally that there has ever been. You know, when you, you first get a diagnosis and I mean, I'm, I was 27 years old. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but that week, um, me and my husband, we were like, we're not going to let fear creep into our lives. So if we're afraid of something, we're going to say it and we're going to process it and we're going to walk through it and we're not going to hold it in or be ashamed or, you know, be in the secret about our fears. into our God-given purpose. I am really excited for you to hear from our guest today. And if you listen to Christian music, then you might be familiar with the song that Torin Wells is singing right now called Famous For, or I think it's called I Believe as well, right? Um, It's a fantastic song that's really an anthem of faith and confidence in Jesus. And we are going to chat about the backstory of that song with one of the co-writers Alexis Slyper Butcher, one of the authors of Famous for Alexis. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for taking the time to hop on here and chat with us about this. Of course, it's an honor. So I've been listening to Famous for over and over and over and over again. One, because I knew we were going to be chatting about this today, but two, because it's just such, like I said a minute ago, it's just such an anthem of faith Mm -hmm. and just... I know for me personally, and I'm sure a lot of other people can relate that just, you know, lately it's just, everything has felt dark and heavy. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, man, it just feels so great to just sing this song out. Um, But I've been around enough to know that most songs like this have a backstory. You know, somebody has been through the fire and down a dark road to be able to write such a powerful anthem about who God is and, and what he's able to do. So mm-hmm. if you don't mind, share with us kind of how this song came about and Definitely. maybe the journey you've been down with it. Yeah, of course. So I've been in music for a really long time. Um, I started when I was very young, helping my mom lead worship at church. And then later on went into a band called The Rubies and it was super fun. And I, was, I did that all through junior high and high school. So I'd been through music for a really long time. And, um, you know, I, the world sees success in one way. And so I was like, okay, I would love to, you know, be successful in music. So for a long time, I was striving after that. And eventually I just got really tired. Um, and then I had saved up all this money to try to do my own EP after the band. And then, um, a semi hit my brother driving my car, which I only, you know, didn't have insurance on at that time. I was like 18 and I, all that money had to go to a new car. And it was just like this whole season where everything just felt like it was crumbling. And I had gone on a tour and in Mm -hmm. my perspective, it was, it did not go well and it was not in my favor. Um, It just felt really strange to be up on a stage without anyone else because I had done stuff in a group for so long. And so at this point I was just really ready to kind of just lay it all down and be like, never mind, I'll do, do something else. 
um, in this life. And, you know, it's been a good run. So right about that time, I came back into work and I worked at a label at the time. And uh, my bosses were like, hey, can you come in here for a second? We've got something to talk to you about. And they were like, we have this producer, Chuck Butler. And um, I had done a, a, like a cover with him a while back. And they were like, he would like to bring you in with a bunch of writers, very well-known writers now that I know this, <laughs> um, <laughs> do an EP and just see where it goes. And, um, you know, you don't have to put money up front. Like, you know, we'll work it all out, blah, blah, blah. So we get with these writers and that was a miracle for me. Like I didn't know that was happening. God was doing that kind of in the background of, of what I thought was a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, about two months after this song was written, um, my parents ended up getting a divorce. Um, but as you probably know, with any type of family dynamic like that, that's creeping in everything. Right. Even before the decision happens. Mm-hmm. So this song was just kind of like in my life, I needed something. I needed God to do what he was famous for. Cause I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where my family was going. I just, I was kind of at a loss. Yeah. So I went in to the right that morning with Chrissy Nordoff and Chuck Butler. And I was like, you know, I just really want to write a song about the miraculous about, you know, what God can do his greatness. And Chrissy was like, which by the way, Chrissy is one of the most incredible people. Like she just, I love her. So Mm. we sit down and she was like, well, I've, I was sitting down at my piano this morning, psalming, which she does every morning, which is so cool. Um, But she sits down at her piano and she just sings through psalms in the morning to prepare her heart for rights, which is so so amazing. Yeah. And she had run across the scripture that talks about God doing what he was famous for. And she was like, what if we start with something like that? And I was like, oh, man, that's that's powerful. Let's do that. And um, after that, I was like, how many how many scriptures and like children's stories can we cram into this like (laughs) the fire and the lion's den and all these things and so we just started going and and I mean Chrissy really like ran with it Mm -hmm. and I was just so in awe of the way that she um creates and worships at the same time as well as Chuck creating the track right there before us it was such a beautiful situation and so I was just really honored to get to be part of it so make way through the Circling back to your journey that you're, you're mm-hmm. walking through right now. I was, when I was prepping for this, I was looking, cause I knew there was a scripture in Hebrews that talked about the lions and it talked about the fire. And I found it in Hebrews chapter 11, um, verse 33, it says by faith, these people overthrew kingdoms ruled with justice and received what God had promised, promised them. They shut the mouths of lions quench the flames of fire and escape death by the edge of the sword. It's talking about the pillars of faith, you know, and it's talking, it's recapping all of the things that they did. And I was, I was thinking about your situation and how it's so incredible 
that, you know, God is in the future. He's in our present. Mm -hmm. He's in our past. And because he has such a foreknowledge of everything that's going to happen, he puts these things in our path to Mm -hmm. strengthen us and for us to use as tools to walk by faith. And I was just thinking, that is so amazing that, you know, you had such a, a wonderful part in this great song, this song of faith. And then come circa, was it 2021 or 2020 that you were diagnosed? 2021. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So in 2020, the later half of 2020, I was um, not diagnosed, but I was pregnant. Um, and we were super excited. She was a wonderful surprise. Um, and in my second trimester, they said, due to hormones with pregnancy, um, we found breast cancer. Hmm. So all through the rest of my second trimester and shortened third trimester, um, I was going through chemotherapy, which was pretty, pretty taxing, I would Mm -hmm. say. Um, and I actually just finished my final treatment last week. Mm -hmm. So it's been a long road. That's been about six and a half, seven months that I was on chemotherapy. So, um, and I had every intention of eating a piece of cake for you. Like you wanted everybody (laughs) to, and I didn't get there. There's this one place that I love. I love their cake. I was like, Oh, I'm going to be down there. I'm going to get a piece of cake for Alexis. And I didn't do it. So it was in your heart. It was in my heart. And I will get there one day to go get that piece of cake for you. Well, that's, that's just amazing. And just the the story I've been following your story and watching as you've just been walking through this with such grace and, Mm -hmm. you know, faith in God. And I know that it's, you know, there, there's a level of faith there Mm -hmm. that we can tap into in our normal every day. But then there's yeah. this level of faith when, when man, all the odds are stacked against you, right? But you have to really dig deep and you have to find that lion's den and you have mm-hmm. to find that furnace of fire and walk with mm-hmm. Jesus through it. And so oh, yeah. tell, tell us a scripture maybe that you've held on to through this, this time that you've been walking through this. Yeah. So the day I was diagnosed, uh, my husband who I can't rave enough about in this season. He's so amazing. Um, he brought me the scripture about the woman who was healed by her faith mm-hmm. and we taped it up everywhere. And just thinking about the, the idea of nearness to the Lord, getting you through a season um, is something that has really brought me through this season because, you know, she touched the hem of her, his garment and she was completely healed. And just being close to him, being in his presence. That's where we find healing. And sometimes healing doesn't look the way we want it to look or is not as quick as we want it to be. Right. But um, that scripture has really meant a lot to me in this season and carried me through a lot. And then just daily being in the word um, has helped me, obviously, just to keep faith up because it, it is a, like I said, it's a taxing journey. Right. Right. So I know you've got a sweet little baby girl now, and I'm sure that she is bringing you such joy, but what is something that you held on to through this time that, that brought you joy that maybe you wouldn't have, maybe a place that you wouldn't have expected to look? Yeah. Well, to be honest, it is a lot of her. I've told people a million times that God knew exactly what he was doing 
when I was pregnant, when I got diagnosed, because we had an emergency C-section and she came two months early, right at the most difficult time that I had to walk through. Mm -hmm. And she was our little bright shining light at the same time. Um, But at the same time, I have this incredible community around me that has taken care of me at every step. So my brother and sister-in-law and uh, my friend McKenna and uh, our friend Drew and Lindsay, they just, our whole church has been beside us. So when they figured out I was diagnosed, we ended up selling our house and moving to a rental property because we were like, we just, we don't want to have to deal with anything. Mm-hmm. This would just be best for this season. So we told our friends that, and then they moved everything. They moved everything, set everything up, got the whole house ready, put together the nursery. They did everything for us so that we'd be able to just come in same day, go to bed. And oh, wow. that was really wonderful to be able to just be completely set up and ready to go. But truly the joy in this season there's been a lot, even though it seems like there shouldn't be. Um, I found a lot of joy in sharing what, what the Lord has done and sharing that even in suffering, you can find so much peace and you don't have to know the outcome in order to find peace. And you also don't have to be afraid of the outcome when you don't know it. Right. So I found a lot of joy in just sharing and hearing people's stories on Instagram and things like that. Cause sometimes that's all I could do was make a post and go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we don't realize, I don't think the power of um, times that we're walking through, because when you're walking mm-hmm. through a season like that, I think we get a little bit. No, I don't want to say callous, but you get, you're so tired mm-hmm. that you just, you're sometimes your mind isn't even in the thought of how can I share the love of Jesus today? You know, Mm -hmm. because you're just trying to exist at that specific moment. But I think that um, your story, what has been so beautiful to me about it is that you've been so honest with the hard days as well Mm -hmm. as the good days. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not easy to, to share your hard days because some, you know, those aren't pretty. That's not what, that's not what social media is made up of is all the, you know, the hard days it's made up of all the pretty days, but I've loved the spirit and the, the heart behind the way you're sharing it and the way your, your, your community has stepped in beside you. And that is so important. And Mm -hmm. I don't think we, we realize enough how much the community around us plays into our lives and plays into the success of our journey. Because mm-hmm. when we've got people around us surrounding surrounding you, like you've got, you know, I mean, that's that's a big deal for people to come move oh, yeah. you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's moving is a chore, and that is just that's yeah. so amazing. What's something that you had to really be honest with yourself about? Like when yeah. you because you've got this amazing song, you know, it's <laughs> an anthem of faith, and then this all this other stuff comes crashing down. Yeah. What did that look like for you to have to like sit and look at yourself and say, okay, this is where I'm at, or this is what's going on with me. Yeah. So the week that I was diagnosed was probably the most difficult, not physically, but emotionally that there has ever been, you know, when you you first get a diagnosis and I mean, I'm, I was 27 years old. Like that's crazy. Um, but that week, um, me and my husband, we were like, we're not going to let fear 
creep into our lives. So if we're afraid of something, we're going to say it and we're going to process it and we're going to walk through it and we're not going to hold it in or be ashamed or, you know, be in the secret about our fears. Um, And so there was one night that we just both really kind of crumbled into the idea that like, you know, I could die. Like that's people die from cancer. Everybody knows that. But when you get diagnosed, it's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though we didn't believe that that was going to be my story, you have to process that and be honest with yourself. Like a diagnosis like this, that happens. And walking through chemotherapy is dangerous in and of itself, especially during a pandemic Mm -hmm. and your blood levels are low, your counts are low and um, your body can't find even a measly paper cut. So you got to protect yourself. And there was this one night that we both just, the reality of it all hit us and we were on a walk and my husband was playing like little love songs while we were walking. And there was one that talked about being your one and only love. And he just crumbled. He was like, I can't imagine ever being with anyone else. I can't imagine like taking care of Lila by myself or ever remarrying or ever whatever. I just can't fathom it. Like you are my one and only love. And he was like, my throat is just hurting. And I was like, Carson, that that's because you need to cry. <laughs> and he was like, no, I don't think so. I was like, yeah, that's, that's what yeah. that is. He's not much of a crier mm-hmm. usually. So he was like, okay, I'm just going to take a drive. I just want to like drive and process this with the Lord. And so he went and processed with the Lord and I decided to just take a shower and I just sobbed in the shower. And I was like, Lord, the honest truth is I'm not afraid of death because I know where I'm going. I know that I'll be with the Lord. I'll be with Jesus. And that's so beautiful. But I was like, but to be very real with you, I don't want to go early. Like I, in my mind, I want to raise my daughter. I want to stay with my husband, you know, and during that shower um, is when I was just truly honest with myself about, do I still love the Lord if he didn't heal me on earth? Do I still believe in, in that he's a healer? Do all these things. And I mean, the answer was yes, but that was definitely the time I had to be the most honest with myself. And after that, we have had no fear. There are hard days, but um, we just really resolved and gave it to the Lord confidently. And he has carried us ever since that day. I love how you said that. Um, being honest, I, sometimes I feel like our, um, our definition of being strong Mm -hmm. is to not process and not be (laughs) honest. You know, it's just to cram it all down and just keep going. Just, you know, take Mm -hmm. the bull by the horns, like they say, and just push on through and that's not the way God created our, our humanity It's we're not created to do that. We're created to cry. We're created to, mm-hmm. to feel these things. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus in the garden, he didn't want to die. You know, Mm-mm. he grieved his death yeah. and he felt those emotions. And um, I just, I love how you're talking so openly about processing what you were feeling and, and not yeah. trying to create this facade as, oh, well, we just accepted it and we just marched on through. You know, that's not yep. usually how it happens for people. We have to process that. We have to be honest. And honesty is not a bad thing. No. And I'm wondering if sometimes we think we feel like God can't handle our honesty, but he already knows what we're oh, thinking. Yeah. He can handle mm-hmm. it. And I would just encourage anybody that's listening that, you know, 
God already knows, but he just wants you to be able to process that emotion out, to talk it through with him and let him wrap you up mm-hmm. in his strength and his love and his, yeah, his favor. I appreciate your honesty with us about the way you had to process things. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. everybody processes differently. Some yeah. might cry, some might scream, some might kick, mm-hmm. some might, you know, it oh, doesn't yeah. have to look a certain way, mm-hmm. but being honest is, is so important to, to be able to, to unload that off of yourself and let Jesus help you carry that. Yes. That's yes. so beautiful. What is bringing you joy now besides sweet little Lila? <laughs> Everything. I'm finally um, to an average old person's blood counts. <laughs> awesome. So I can go out, I can see my friends, I can, you know, just, I mean, do all the things that I never thought I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So I, one, one joy that I really have is honestly my church. That's, I work for my church and it was ripping my heart out to not be with everybody. Mm. I mean, that's my community. That's right. my, my people. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so thankful to be back at church for everyone to meet Lila, to just enjoy life. My best friend's about to have a baby and they're both oh, girls. That's exciting. Both oh people. my goodness. How perfect yeah, is good. that? So fun. I know. That is so fun. I just so enjoyed being back out um, in the world and not closed up in my house. <laughs> yeah. And you've had a big week this week. Yes. Talk yes, about that a little bit. Yeah. So um, this week was the Dove Awards. So that's put on by the um, Gospel Administration of Music. And it was so much fun. I went with Carson and my mom and her boyfriend, Stephen, and we had such a great time. Uh, we walked the red carpet. We did the interviews, which I was not prepared for. <laughs> um, but that's okay. If you see, see an interview of me at the Dove Awards, just know I didn't know I was doing it until about 30 seconds before. Oh, surprise. So, yeah, yeah, surprise. I'm like, sure. What's your about tonight? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> here? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you did fantastic. So you guys were nominated for four different we awards, were. right? Well, yes. at the Dev Awards, you were, and I don't know, I'm not up on all this stuff. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the Dev Award for Pop Contemporary and the Mm -hmm. Dev Award for Song of the Year, Mm -hmm. and then the Billboard Music Award for Top Christian Song and the Grammy Mm -hmm. Award for Best Contemporary Christian. Is it song? Mm -hmm. Awesome. That is so exciting. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's been a big year amidst all of this. Yeah. And, you know, I've just been so honored that the Lord would use this song the way he has. Um, because I imagined people in arena singing it. Yeah. But I didn't imagine like awards or anything like that, to be honest. And so it's been a crazy, exciting part of this season. Um, we did lose out on our Grammy to Dolly Parton and Zach Williams. And you know what? Oh, that feels You know what? <laughs> I'm like, what can, can you say? say if you're going to lose, you know? at least lose to Dolly. <laughs> exactly. We lost to Dolly. And then um, Torin's album was up for a Grammy as well. So famous four was on that and we lost to Kanye. So it seems just like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? I just, I have no doubt that there's going to be more come out of you that is going to, and I mean, I know you're not doing it for the awards, but (laughs) it's, it's obvious that 
that your faith is high and that your relationship with God is deep. And I have no doubt that God is going to take that and use that in this journey that you've been on um, just for his glory, because, you know, your heart is just so open to that and you just have such a beautiful spirit. And I'm so excited that we got to talk and chat and what's next for Alexis and her crew. You know what? Very next, um, which this is exciting. And I'm also nervous um, is surgery. So two weeks from now, November 8th, um, we have surgery. And after that, I just praying and, you know, having just spent a lot of time with the Lord, I feel like this season is going to be over. Mm. Um, that that's going to be it. And, you know, that, that might not be true. So nobody hold me to that. Yeah. But, um, that's what I felt in my heart the whole time that after the surgery, it would only be up from here. Um, so that's happening. And then after that, um, my best friends and I and all our babies are going to Paris. Oh, wow. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. We're, this is our like big hoopla. Alexis doesn't have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> How um, fun. Yeah. And then of course, writing, um, which your chemo makes you really foggy, your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I lose track of conversations and things like that. So um, I haven't written as much as people would think in this season because it's just difficult to keep a anything straight. Yeah. Um, but um, our church is about to release an album and I've been honored enough to be on that. Um, and so I'll be writing and I've been really praying about what to do with this season, whether it's a book or, you know, I, I'm not sure, but I know that the Lord has more. And so I've been really passionate about the way that Paul walked through suffering and studying that in this season and choosing that I would walk out the season and encourage the church, not whine about where I'm at, which I totally could have, and nobody would have blamed me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that looks like. I'm just praying about it. Maybe a book, but I don't know. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to read it if you do. I mean, you know, the Bible is full of examples of pain Mm -hmm. and heartache and you never see an example of God wasting that pain. You you don't Mm -hmm. see it. He takes everything and he turns it around and he works it into his plan Mm -hmm. and he moves us forward in that. And that Mm -hmm. that's so awesome. I love your heart, Alexis. And I'm so excited. So honored that you jumped on here with us to talk tonight. Um, It's been a, it's been a fun conversation. Well, is there any last words that you want to shoot shout out to, to people that are listening? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for listening this far. Um, and just know that no matter what the season is, God is good. That's something that I, I know. And I've had some high highs and some low lows this year. So amidst awards and amidst what looks like death, he is still good. And he is the same. And he's the only thing that matters or carries you through. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Thank you so much, Alexis. Of course. Thank you for having me. Nothing changes through generations, through all the ages. You're still reigning. Nothing changes through all our heartaches, through all our mistakes. You reign above.
everyone, just a little update. This conversation was actually recorded the day before the Dove Awards was aired. They actually took place on Tuesday, October 19th. Alexis and I recorded that following Thursday, and the air date was the next day on Friday. The song Famous Four took home the Dove Award for Pop Contemporary Song of the Year for 2021. Congratulations to everyone that had a part in making this amazing song go all the way. Thank you so much for listening. Would you do me a favor and share this with someone you think could be helped by what we've shared today and drop a comment down below. Also, click subscribe so you can be made aware of any new content. You can also visit my website, plantedandflourishing.com and follow me on Facebook at Planted and Flourishing or on Instagram at plant.flourish. I hope you'll join us again soon.